Shalom, everybody, and welcome to the Ishai Fleischer Show, broadcasting live from Judea to the world. You're a part of it wherever you are. Shalom, and welcome to Malka Fleischer. Hello there. It is post-Pesach. Yes. Post-Pesach, but not post the Sfirata Omer, the count that goes from Passover till Shavuot. So we're in a period right now, and this period also includes very important holidays, uh, including Yom Israel, Israel Memorial Day, Yom Zikaron, then Yom Atzimut, Israel Independence Day. We're going to have Rosh Chodesh Iyar. We're going to have uh, we're going to have Pesach Sheni, second Pesach. Lagba Omer. Lagba Omer, of course. Shavuot. Uh, Shavuot at the end of the cycle, and also uh, this week, right. Yom Hashoah. All that stuff. Now, right. I just want to read to you from a newspaper. Here's the front page of Israel Hayom. So they have here a Holocaust survivor touching. A uh, picture of uh, possibly uh, herself when she was younger. No, no, it's like of a of a father figure. Uh. Of a, okay, so it says "lagat bazikaron" mm. to touch memory. So that's the front like touching on a memory. Touching on a memory. So that's erev yom zikaron Tonight, eight p.m. Right. The and we can watch it if if you want. It's, it'll be on. It's so hard too. for me. I got to be honest. As a person who grew up with like uh, like the Holocaust being like a serious part of our family life uh, my father's both his parents are holocaust survivors mm-hmm. and my father was born in a dp camp in germany after the war and this holocaust experience was like a very big part and i feel like i like carry that around yeah you know uh, for the good and also for the hard mm-hmm. and so like these days like yom HaShoah, it's hard for me to like dive into that stuff right uh, so so don't worry because that's the big picture. Yeah. On the bottom left, it says Ha'iranim b'ma'azan garua ma'od muleinu, which means the uh, equilibrium between the 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 uh, the math. Yeah. Uh, of the Iranians versus us is very bad. Uh, that doesn't make me feel good either. Right. So so there's a guy and he's like and he's like our situation vis-a-vis. Uh, Iran is very bad. So the top one is like the Holocaust. Right. The bottom left, big, big uh, a, a title, uh, big, what's it, not a title, what's it called in the like newspaper? Like sub-headline. Sub headline, headline, right. So the second headline is the Iranians. No, it's like the first one's like the Holocaust. The second one's like the Holocaust. Right, exactly. And then the third <laughs> one on the right says, Hachashash, the, the, the... Concern or the, the doubt. Con- the doubt, the, the, no, the concern. Recall, hamutzarim yurchav. There's been some chocolate, some salmonella found in some chocolate in Israel. Yeah, and there's a big in one recall, of the yeah. right? So you have the first one is like the Holocaust. Oh no! Then you have like the potential Holocaust. No, no. no. And you can't even console yourself with a right. bar of chocolate. What, like, what is this? It's like the chocolate might be tainted. No! no! It's like an airplane. You know, remember that movie? <laughs> it's like it's like, and we're also out of coffee. Ah! Right, right. So exactly, that's the situation here in Israel, and so the t- the talk of the town. Everybody's concerned right. about this this chocolate well, situation. Well, let's go back to Holocaust Memorial Day for a second, because w- the Jewish people have survived worse things than a little bit of a chocolate recall. Um, a nice article, actually, by the Times of Israel, a paper that I can't really recommend to you, but uh, this is a nice article, and they talk about uh, the number of Holocaust survivors. How many Holocaust survivors do you think? live in Israel today, Ishai, or people who are who are have a status as Holocaust survivors, which is a little bit harder to understand because they're not all people who went through like concentration camps or people who like 
were hidden in um, monasteries or hid under stairs and things like that. Um, I can't exactly understand all the ways that they measure who is a Holocaust survivor in Israel. But given all that, do you know how many people are Holocaust survivors in Israel? About 120,000. 161,400 mm-hmm. people who are um, living under the status of Holocaust survivor. Mm-hmm. The, their average age is 85.5, mm. which is which is quite young, really, um, given that the Holocaust happened, you know, finished happening in 1944. Well, not a lot of people make it past that age, Malka, just in reality, 85. Like, That's true, but you're thinking about people who were very, very young. Right. Uh, when they were having this experience, a lot of them, my grandmother, God willing, will be celebrating her 95th birthday this summer, Kiyain Hara. Right. Um, but uh, one thing that was that w- a little bit surprised me, it says the average age is 85.5 with 31,500 over the age of 90. Mm-hmm. That's just in Israel. Mm-hmm. And more than a thousand who are over 100. Wow. That's pretty amazing. Wow. But you know what it says here? It says here that over the past year, 15,553 survivors passed away. Whoa. 15,553 survivors passed away, an average of over 42 a day. I never thought of... Wow. We don't count Jews like that, right? No. And yet, I never thought of it that way. You know, when they talk about like the Holocaust survivors, like generation is, is dwindling and there was some kind of um, uh, like a ceremony where they passed the torch on to the next generation, like the Holocaust survivors light where like it's your turn now to tell the story, basically because they're kind of having to retire out of telling the story as it were. But I never thought of the numbers wow. of the Holocaust survivors that we're losing. And this number is limited and eventually it will reach zero. Yes. Can I can I say the same thing to you in a, in a in a nice way? Okay. Consider that that means that 42 Holocaust survivors made it a day, made it to be buried in the land of Israel. That's nice. And and to see their life full. Don't make me cry. I can't deal with this. You know, full full yes. with uh, with kids yeah, and grandkids, nice. etc. And so in, in some nice. way it's like a celebration. Every one of those every one of those Holocaust survivors who passes away in the land of Israel is is a, a win, right? They're a, against they're, Hitler. They're a winner. They're a winner. Right. And it's just right. like we we die here. Although I have to say that I'm sorry, I'm not not in ahead. your not in your camps and not in your ovens and not in your you know Cyclone B and not in your bullets. It's just like we're we're here and and we're going to be surrounded by our children, our grandchildren. We're going to be coming into this good land and be buried forever eternally in our good land. And so you you were not successful, in this right? Having lived out a long right uh a life long in years um a a little bit more information first of all it's interesting that um that over the past year it says that the survivors authority there's an authority that deals with these things Mm -hmm. here in israel the survivors authority spent over 5.7 billion shekels on survivors in the past year Mm mm-hmm uh, 4.25 billion as direct benefits and grants. Now it's not like all these people are living in castles uh, on the beach, but uh, as the Holocaust survivors are aging, they need support. Some of them are not. A lot of them, I don't know what percent, but there is many, many people who live without any family, 
um, live on their own and they they receive all kinds of benefits from the government medical different medical benefits and also um, sometimes um, living assistance just for rent and things like that but mm -hmm. also other kinds of assistance like geriatric care yeah like helpers who come in who clean for them who cook for them who help them to perform basic functions that they need to live a life of dignity um, I want to read you a little bit more facts these were I found these interesting facts if that's okay among those living in Israel, 63% were born in Europe. Do you know what that means? That means the other 37% were born in the following countries. The other 30%, and they're called Holocaust survivors, Morocco and Algeria, where they suffered discrimination and harassment under the Vichy government. Sure. Uh, that's 18.5% of survivors. Yep. Of Holocaust survivors. I would have guessed it's even more even. But okay. I was surprised by that. 11% are from Iraq, survivors of the Farhud pogrom of June 1941. And I just got a book yeah. called Farhud mm. by Edwin Black. Ooh, I'm only It is. And I'm only disappointed that it's not in audio so that I can uh, listen to it. Mm. So I have to just like... You we'll know, get someone to read it for you. No, I can read it. It's just, it's just you know, at nighttime I'm tired. I, right, I, I, I like while I'm driving and stuff like that too. Right. But um, yeah. 7% are from Libya and Tunisia, countries that during the Holocaust passed racist laws against Jews and imprisoned them in labor camps. Yep, 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 yep. Some of the Jewish community were also sent to Italy's uh, Giado or Giado concentration camp in Libya. Right. Now, among the 63% who were born in Europe, 37% are from countries of the former Soviet Union, 12% from Romania, 5% from Poland, 2.7% from Bulgaria, 1.4% from Hungary. That surprises me. I would have thought the percentage is more. I think we Hungarians think of ourselves as much bigger than we are. 1.4% from Germany and 1% from the che Czechoslovakia at the time or France. So that's the state of survivors in Israel. There are, the, the state of Israel is still trying very hard to provide for Holocaust survivors and there are um, lots of organizations that try to bolster that support. Uh, one just more little factoid. Where are these people all living in Israel? They have a breakdown. The northern port city of Haifa has the most survivors. Wow. I would not have thought that. I don't know what I would have thought, but I wouldn't have thought Haifa. With 11,000 Holocaust survivors. Mm -hmm. Followed by Yerushalayim, Jerusalem with 10,000. Tel Aviv, 8,700. Ashdod has 8,000 Holocaust survivors. Netanya has 7,900, very close to Ashdod. Beersheba, 6,900. Petach Tikva, 6,500. And Rishon Litzion, 6,400. So that's where that's the state of our Holocaust survivors here in Israel. I just like hearing the names of those cities. What do you mean? I don't, I don't know. Like <clears throat> I get these moments where I travel the country. And I see those places that you just mentioned, right. Yerushalayim, Haifa, Ashkelon, Ashdod, uh, Tel Aviv. I'm just like, wow. What do you mean? There is, to quote John Hagee, Israel lives. Israel lives. <laughs> it's like, if you ever want to see, if you ever have time to watch a speech. Now, I don't generally, like, I love our Christian listeners, but I would not usually recommend to you to listen to a pastor give a sermon okay that's just not that's not that's not what the show's what about we're doing, okay? right but however yeah 
there is one speech that you have to hear. Yeah. And in fact, when this when we're done recording this show, I may go listen to it again myself. No, you know what? I'm going to ask Ben Bresky to stick it in here. Oh, it's so good. I'm going to stick Maybe it in. Maybe at here. the end. Maybe yeah, no, I'm going to stick it between the segments. I'm going to say, Ben, please stick in right. uh, so, the Pastor so Hagee. Pastor John Hagee inv- is a very controversial figure, I know. Not very controversial. Well, he's controversial, controversial out there, okay? Yeah, not very. Not very. <laughs> he was, um, he gave like a convocation of some kind. At I don't know if that's the what word What is the it. difference between convocation and invocation? I don't know. I don't, he gave a, a speech, okay, at the opening, maybe you'll remember, at the opening of the um, U.S. Embassy in Jerusalem. And it was a majorly auspicious moment and a very big deal for all of us who of course um, I yearn it. for, not that we need international recognition, but who recognize that international recognition of our uh, claims over Jerusalem is a uh, redemptive moment for for the world and for us. I, p- pause for a second. Yeah. I want to say you said that so well. Thank you. You said that so well. It's so true. I, we have a friend who's such a critic of any time that we're happy that the world recognizes. Because they have an allergy to that because they're tired of Jews constantly looking to the world for permission for things. Right. Who are like, want to see if the world's okay with us building here and want to see if it's okay with the world if we take this policy and want to see if it's okay if we, you know, create this industry. Is it okay with you guys? Is it okay with you guys? Is it okay with you guys? So he got like uh, burned. He got tired of it. I get it. But it's but it's a mistake to conflate those two instincts, those two impulses. There is an impulse, which is. That in Israel, in the world, is a good thing. And when, 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 the, when the world sees the light of Israel coming from Jerusalem, that's a good thing. And I could quote you endless. Right, that is good energy. Right, it's good energy. And so what you're talking about is Pastor John Hagee getting up there in that invocation, convocation, whatever that is, and, and talking about Israel. And he b- just knocked it out of the park. It with was, this. It's just a speech that you have to hear. Right, it's, it, that's right. It's worth hearing. It's worth saving it in a little file on your desktop for when you're down and you just put, you know, click play on that and yeah, know that Ivanka is smiling in the background, right? <laughs> I did not expect to talk about this at all. No. But I just want to say that what, what I, what, how we got to this is that just like all I meant to say is driving, on the, driving oh, around the country yeah. and it's just like, yes, it's, it's here. It has arrived. It is real. And there are people in all these places, Jews. And it, it's it's like it's a it's a it's a magic. It's a it's a it's a God's vision. It's a it's a prophecy. It's redemptive. Whatever you want to call it, messianic. If you want to call whatever you want to call it, I, I you know, to me it's just like wow. <laughs> Here's I think about like for me I get excited about sewage and plumbing. I'm like all these Jews have sewage, and plumbing. sewage and plumbing. Yeah, I'm like look, there's where a, does it go? There's a Macaulay. <laughs> and the Macola brings somebody the right. truck delivers right. food. It's functioning, and all the, these the Jews machine is, the machine is churning are eating. And then on Shabbat they go to the to the go to the Beit Knesset, beca- and it's all happening in this little town. I just I'm just like constantly like wow look look at that, and they're all clothed, and they all have electricity and water, and I'm just like this is just fabulous. I guess I guess I'm getting a Yomatz Maud feeling in my heart. You know that's nice. And and I tell you Malka. I think you said this some many months ago when we were disappointed about something or other, and you said revert to Jewish, and I I use that I use that in my mind a lot. And well, I because sometimes be in Israel when you're trying like when you see Israeli as like the penultimate, and then sometimes you can find a, a serious criticism that really gets you down about about the about state of the Israel. State and, of Israel. And, and and I have believe me I deal with the I deal with Broken clashing stuff. right. 
uh, with the post-Zionist elements of our state constantly. Right. Weekly, daily. But then other times I'm just like, you know what? I'm just living in this amazing moment in history. I can't believe it. I just can't believe it. I'm just like, wow. And and I and I think about all the folks that work so hard to get here. And and so many people gave their life either emotionally and then and all their time and all their and only for a greater goal, a goal outside of themselves. And the people certainly the, the the people who fought and God forbid the people who were terrorized and all that. And I'm just like I'm just like Wow, this, this is such a, it's such a huge thing. I, it is. I, and yet, Ishai, we cannot rest. No. We cannot rest because sometimes, uh, the sometimes, fight for Israel is still very much ongoing. You bet. But it's also, to me, and, I'm, and, I, and I have the, the honor and privilege of being amongst the people who fight for the land of Israel and the state of Israel and promote the state of Israel, et cetera. But there's got to be a place in your heart where you're like, if we if we don't fight, then we could be destroyed. And there's got to be a place in your heart where you're like, they'll never touch us. Right. Absolutely. You, you can't yeah, stop this. Yeah, you have this. to live on both of those. You can't stop this. On both of those right. plans. Like we're going towards a base of Mikdash, towards the right. third temple. Like sometimes lahavdil elifal fehavdalo. Like to, distinguish. to make a major distinction here. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. On Twitter. Yeah. Sometimes you're like, I got to fight with this like evil Nazi. Right. And then other times you're like, listen, evil Nazi, like you'll you'll see. Like yeah. I, I could fight with you, fight with you, fight with you, fight with you. But like in the end, you're going to see that like all this stuff when all you're like roaring and all your gnashing of your teeth, it's it doesn't mean anything because you'll see you'll see that in now the Temple Mount. Right. His Temple Mount is a great example. We were in uh, for Pesach by our good friends, the Wanders in Malay as a team in the apartment we used to live in in Malay as a team on the Mount of Olives and on the like the second day like the 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 first morning basically that we were there so we came in the night right and then you wake up in the morning there was a palestinian flag on the dome of the rock right. over our holiest site on the planet in the universe not to mention the night before the uh, sh- shrill death march cries of of Allah Wakbar right, coming, right, but right. It's, it's not like screaming. Like it's not like God is great. It's like no, it's like we're gonna kill people. We're right. gonna kill people. That's what it sounds like. So and you know it, and you know they believe it, and and I believe them, right? So like on the one hand, you see this thing, and you're just like you're like you have your head in your hands. It's like Tishabov. You're just like, where are we going? Like in a, in a little bit, we're going to have Yom Ha'atzma'ut and Yom Yerushalayim. And on the radio in Israel, they're always like, Harabai Be'yadenu, Harabai Be'yadenu. They play this this famous audio of Matagur when, when the paratroopers conquered the old city of Jerusalem and alit on top of Harabite and made it. Then they went down from Harabite and made it to the Kotel. And it was like the biggest moment for the Jewish people in 2000 years, right? Except possibly for the establishment of the state of Israel. So that was such a big moment. And you know they're going to be playing these audios and you know that you just saw a Palestinian flag on the thing. Right. And you're just like, who are we kidding? Like, Harabai Beyadenu. Right. Like, do we really have this thing in our hands? Do we really control it? And if we do, like, how shameful that we would allow this, like, 
garbage thing to be to be waved on our on our on our holy place not only that that it desecrates the holy place but that what it represents like what does this thing represent it represents the call to end us right it's not even just like you know um to to show loyalty to my religion here for a second it's not just like a big flag that says islam on it or a big flag that says uh you know yashki on it that says christians are right that i don't know what do you know what i'm saying like like hinduism is the only way like it's not like something that's just like a threat to our religious idea that we're supposed to be promoting from this site right it's like we're gonna hurt you and kill you and no, try to get you out end, of here right, we're and we're gonna do sovereignty. it gonna from this state. place that you said that you love right. like we're gonna take the thing you love and we're gonna shoot it at you right and uh and it's and it's so horrible but on the other hand you're just like i know where this is going right like you can be like you can't let it eat you up because in the end you know how this story ends Mm -hmm. and it's just our job to try to help get it there and to like also hold on while it's on its way there that's right like you're saying and And, and you know ishai we're facing it's not just here in israel that we're facing these these issues I want to say that I've noticed now in the last two days, two different articles on anti-Semitism. They did some kind of different surveys from 2021. They wrapped up the year. Now it's April. I guess they all got their data in finally. Um, the, the ADL, the Anti-Defamation League in the United States, records um, anti-Semitic acts every year. They have like a database. Sure. 2021 had the most anti-Semitic crimes in the United States since they began taking records in 1979. Wow. So American Jews, and I'm very interested to hear P- from our P- from our listeners if, P- if they're experiencing this. Murder, yeah. just plain murder, yeah. is up some 20%. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Wow. So just, just you know, it's not just anti-Semitic crime, it's also just crime. Right. Uh, and, and I heard a whole discussion about that. So there's right. definitely growth in lawlessness. Right. So I'm here on a, an article from Israel National News. They're talking about on the eve of Holocaust Remembrance Day, the Center for the Study of Contemporary European Jewry publishes its annual report on anti-Semitism worldwide. And to cut it down for you, they're basically saying that there were massive upsurges in anti-Semitic right. acts. And they list in the United States, France, Canada, the UK, Germany, Australia. It happens to be that 2019, when there was Operation, what was it called? Protective Edge? I can't remember what the operation was. The war in Gaza, mm-hmm. the last war in Gaza. There was a, like an even up greater surge in certain places, um, like France. Uh, but nonetheless, 2021 was a, a hard year for Jews worldwide. Right. And, w- you know, as we're getting, we're, we're just hours away from Yom HaShoah. We like, we kind of want to look back on it as this like black and white picture thing that happened a long time ago. And we are so averse to like calling people Nazis today unless they're like someone across from us on the political aisle on issues like climate change then we're ready to call them a Nazi right but like when it comes to people who are actual like let's do a plan to annihilate the Jews then we can't draw the parallel because we're so afraid of like hurting this kadosh word which is nazi we're so afraid of like invoking the name of the you know the unspeakable name nazi or comparing anyone to to anything uh, real or learning the real lessons of the holocaust 
and this this thing with never again you see the 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 issue of never again being morphed into all these things never again should people hurt people that's yes okay i sign up for that people should not hurt people and and people should not genocide other people okay i can sign up for that but that is not what never again means that is not what never again means what never again means is we jews are not doing this one again we are not going to let this happen to us again and while we are not sheep to the slaughter here in Israel, Baruch Hashem, even on a bad day, even on a bad security day in Israel, we are not sheep to the slaughter like we were back in Europe. Like, let's do never again. Let's make it that every family individually can, can say, yes, the state of Israel sure. lived up to never again. Right. Because there are some families in Israel who cannot say that. For some families in Israel who are coming up to Yom Hazikaron, which is Israel's Memorial Day for fallen soldiers and for victims of terror, they this is their Holocaust. This was their family member being killed for being a Jew in Israel. That's right. And that is something we should not, that is something we should never allow again. Never again. That's right. Okay, Yom HaZikaron, Yom HaTzmot, uh, Yom HaShoah, these things are triggers, okay? Yeah. They trigger, they, trigger, uh, they trigger a lot of emotions, and they're supposed to. They're meant to do that. Um, and at the same time, everything you just said, I think you may have forgotten the, 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 we said that you have to keep both things in your mind, which right. is the other side, which is like, wowie zowie. Just, mm-hmm. just wowie zowie. Well, wowie zowie what? Finish it up. Wowie zowie, Hashem has brought us home. Wowie zowie, has, he has built up uh, this, this, this land as he's promised. Wowie zowie, he's in gathering the children of Abraham. Wowie zowie, it's, uh, the, the prophecies are coming true. Wowie zowie, like we're on the way to our third temple. Wowie zowie, like we, sh- we are so grateful to be, you know. Don't uh, say wowie zowie. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, that we are. Say, <laughs> <laughs> it's actually pronounced wowie zowie. Yeah. Okay, but <laughs> any case, uh, speaking of, of all this stuff, you, you know, all this talk of the Holocaust and, and the state of Israel and the challenges has made me hungry. And I just want to say that my good friend, Chaim, of Prohibition Pickle, has now launched his website. Ooh. That's right, Malka. That's Wait, right. What is it? It is called prohibitionpickle.co.il. Prohibitionpickle. That's right. That's co.il. And basically, Shabbos and Eretz Israel must be with Prohibition Pickle. Okay, you, it's part of your Shabbos experience. And uh, you and I are going to Hebron the Shabbat. We're touring a big school. I think that we should go to Prohibition Pickle and pick up some stuff for Ooh. Shabbos. I say go crazy, okay? And now, now I've all told you in the past that Prohibition Pickles is on Instagram and on and on Facebook. Now it is a website, and it is up and running. You should hear you salivating. I am hungry, uh, truthfully, and that's good. Uh, and I'm looking forward to Shabbos. That's also good. And I'm looking forward to some Prohibition Pickles. So check it out. Uh, great herring, great salami, great uh, pickles. pickles, amazing variety of pickles. Uh, and I saw him even experimenting on Instagram with some new kinds of pickles. That's what Chaim is all about. So check it out, Prohibition Pickle. I see it. Wow, what a nice website. Of course, you knew he was going to make yeah, it nice. Yeah, good for him. You knew he was going to make it nice. That's what he's like. He, he makes it all nice. He makes the food nice. He makes his, uh, his branding nice wow, as well. Wow, 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 Isha. You won't believe this website's so beautiful. All right, let me see. Let me see. Let me see. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. That is so... Look at... You should go to this website just, just to see something nice. Just to see a great website, okay? That's really great. So check out prohibitionpickle.co.il. It's just great stuff, and you can follow them. And, and it's, it's more than food. 
and it's a lot of fun, and it's a great opportunity, and it's a great and business. And you help su- you know, support a local business here That's in right. Judea. And you can also send some to your favorite show hosts. You could always send a Shabbat gift that way. That's that a lot of fun. Hurt. That's no one would hurt. get hurt in the making of this deli platter. That's right. And there, 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 there's platters. There's cakes. There's fresh cut food. There's green salad. <laughs> you haven't eaten yet today. You don't have to read them the whole... Uh, yum, yum, yum. Yeah. There's, there's knishes and stuff like that. Any case, great stuff. Check it out. Uh, and speaking of, of uh, food, you also have to water it down with something. And you could support the Yishai Fleischer Show by going to buymeacoffee.com forward slash Yishai. Oh, I forgot to say... If you actually on Prohibition Pickle write the word Yishai as a coupon code, you get 7% off. Oh, like the seventh day, like seventh Shabbat day. Kodesh. Mm-hmm. And then when it comes to food, that's actually that's a lot money. of money. That's, that's money. That's money, especially if you're ordering like a platter for somebody. That's, that's right. That's definitely some cash. So that's very exciting. Uh, and and do me a favor. I just want to show Chaim that indeed uh, advertising with us is, is fun and useful. So uh, get in there and order something. Older, older, order something for a soldier if you know that's any nice soldiers. Idea. That's a lot of fun. Imagine that they we would can just... also deliver things to right. Hebron if you're if you're sending it there. Absolutely. All right. Uh, I also want to thank the Jewish community of Hebron, HebronFund.org. Speaking of, and we are doing great things right now to beautify the land of Israel, especially Hebron, which is the tomb of the fathers and mothers. And I want to tell you that I heard a Zohar. Ooh. Zohar said, if somebody Kabbalah. knew, this is Kabbalah. if somebody knew what. J- who Jacob was, who Jacob is, the other name of Israel, Israel, if somebody knew, the, the Zohar says they would lick the ground for 25 miles around and walk on all fours licking the ground until they would get to Marat Machpelah. Meaning to say, it's like, it's what are you making that face for? It's, it's there to say to you. <laughs> I, I just... Have never heard anything like that before. It's like, that it's like, is if a you completely knew, new idea. If you knew what the holiness... Of this place was, if you understood who Jacob was, and twenty-five what miles, or is that kilometers? I don't remember if it was Parsaot or Mil, uh, whatever it was. It, it's a lot. It's a big old distance of just like walking on all fours just to get close to this wow. thing. Wow! And you can just take a bus there today. That's right. That's right. So that's HebronFun.org. We have great tours every Wednesday by the venerable and legendary Rabbi Simcha Hachbaum in English from uh, from the David Citadel in Jerusalem uh, to Hebron and back, stopping at. Kevrachel as well. So that's very important. Uh, you wouldn't know about this stuff if it wasn't for the networks that help us get the show out to the world. Uh, and we are involved with a lot of great networks. I'm involved with uh, JNS.org, a great uh, news syndicate with which gives you Israel news and Jewish news. Very important. So that's JNS.org. People ask me all the time, where do I get good news, news that makes sense? So JNS.org. Uh, the good folks at JewishPress.com put out our show every single week. Uh, and so thanks to Stephen, the editor at, uh, at uh, JewishPress.com. They put out a great content and a great email, the Jewish Express. Uh, and also the folks at Israel365.com uh, are the ones that are also promoting the Israel Bible, which uh, is the creation of Rabbi Tully Weiss. And the Israel Bible uh, is, is an amazing product uh, of a great Bible, a great Tanakh, with Hebrew, with English, with transliteration of important verses, and with commentary specifically about specifically about um, the land of Israel as it, as the Bible describes it, the importance of it, the centrality of it. If you go to the theisraelbible.com uh, and put in coupon code Yisha, you'll get ten percent off of your own very own beautiful set. And I think there's no finer gift, if I may say. If for this season of Yom Atzmaut and Yom Zikaron and Lag Ba'omer and all these things that are really all about 
the land of Israel and the Jewish people's connection to it and the, and the holiness of it, the whole thing. Nothing better than The Israel Bible. Check it out, theisraelbible.com. Put in coupon code Yishai, and God's word will be just that much more accessible. <laughs> Less, yeah. expensive. Less expensive for you. Um, I also want to thank the great network of the Land of Israel Network <coughs> with many other great shows. I want to thank Ari Abramowitz and Jeremy Gimpel for being the founders of this great network and being friends of theirs and associated with the beautiful farm uh, in, in Judea and as well as... Uh, uh, the uh, the fellowship, which is a membership uh, Sunday Torah extravaganza led by Ari and Jeremy, great and amazing stuff. God bless you guys. Thank you so much for for having me as as part of your your teammates. I'm honored. Uh, and wow, so so we said we really the, there's the food, there's there's the land, right? There's prohibitionpickle.co.il. There's hebronfund.org. There's the there's the, there's text. the ancestors. There's the, right. There's Hebron Fund, right? We said the land and the, the Holocaust ancestors. survivors. That's right. They're also the ancestors. And then we have. You know, I always tell my kids. I just want to say. <laughs> I always tell the kids that they should know that they come from these kind of people. Right. Absolutely. And that you that if they can make it, you can make it through anything. That That's we right. can make it through anything. And you look at these people; they made it through anything. And if they can make it through anything, so can you. But you got to get by with a little help from your friends. Without that, you need God, and you need you need you need mazel, and you need atzlocha, and you need all these things. But you also need to get by with a little help from your friends. Say the great sage, uh, the great sages, right? Yes. Get by with a little help from my friends, and uh, Rabbi Beatles, the Be- the Beatles, <laughs> and 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 uh, the friends that I want to thank right now are Yochavit Seidman, Moshe Herman, Ben Bresky, Tabitha, and Lou for getting the show out to the world. You're part of a great team. Thank you so much. I'm part of a great team. That's what I meant to say. Thank you so much for, for, for letting me be on the team with you guys. Uh, and the other teammates are, of course, you, uh, our beloved friends and listeners and and and, uh, and brothers and sisters from around the world. Thank you so much. Please write me an email, yishai at And stay tuned. We have many, many more great pieces of content, including Bezrat Hashem Rabbi Shlomo Katz uh, on the Torah portion of Kiddoshim. Uh, and also Ben Bresky, I think that he's going to read to us a, a short article uh, about Chevron. And also, I think I promised a section of the uh, that speech by uh, uh, by by Pastor, uh, Pastor Hagee. by Pastor Hagee. So we'll try to get all that into the show, but still not keep it too long. God bless you, folks. More great stuff is on the way. And thank you, Hashem, for every single moment, the ability to broadcast to the world the great story of Israel. Thank you for letting us be alive at this time. More great stuff is on the way. And thank you, Malka Fleischer, for being on the show. Thank you so much. And Shabbat Shalom. Blessings to you. Shabbat Shalom. More great stuff is on the way. Stay tuned. Don't touch that thing, whatever it is you're listening on. And we'll be right back. Shalom. To now offer a closing benediction. I'd like to call upon Pastor John Hagee, founder and senior pastor of the Cornerstone Baptist Church in San Antonio, Texas. Pastor Hagee. Can we stand? Our most gracious heavenly father, God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the God who calls the stars by name and measures space with a span of his hand, the God who is the king of the universe. We gather here today to thank you for the joy of living and seeing this glorious and historic day. We thank you for the state of Israel, the lone torch of freedom in the Middle East, 
who lives and prospers because of your everlasting love for the Jewish people. It was you, O Lord, who gathered the exiles from the nations and brought them home again. It was you who made statehood possible. It was you that gave a miraculous victory in 1967 when Jerusalem was reopened to worshipers of all faith. Jerusalem is the city of God. Jerusalem is the heartbeat of Israel. Jerusalem is where Abraham placed his son on the altar of the Temple Mount and became the father of many nations. Jerusalem is where Jeremiah and Isaiah penned principles of righteousness that became the moral foundations of Western civilization. Jerusalem is where Messiah will come and establish a kingdom that will never end. We thank you, O Lord, for President Donald Trump's courage in acknowledging to the world a truth established 3,000 years ago that Jerusalem is and always shall be the eternal capital of the Jewish people. And because of that courage of our president, we gather here today to consecrate the ground upon which the United States Embassy will stand, reminding the dictators of the world that America and Israel are forever united. We thank you for our ambassador, David Friedman, and pray your anointing upon him as he opens the doors of the U.S. Embassy to receive the nations of the world. Let the word go forth from Jerusalem today that Israel lives. Shout it from the housetops that Israel lives. Let every Islamic terrorist hear this message, Israel lives. Let it be heard in the halls of the United Nations, Israel lives. Let it echo down the marble halls of the presidential palace in Iran. Israel lives. Let it be known to all men that Israel lives because he that keepeth Israel neither slumbers nor sleeps. As King David prayed 3,000 years ago, we pray for the peace of Jerusalem and all its inhabitants. Let the name of the Lord be glorified today. For the defender of Israel today, tomorrow, and forever is here. Can we all shout hallelujah? hallelujah. Amen. Ishai needs coffee and vodka. Please help support the show by buying Ishai coffee at buymeacoffee.com forward slash Ishai. Thank you and Lechaim. All right, folks, you are listening to the Yishai Fleischer Show. We're back, and we're here with Rabbi Shlomo Katz. And not only are you here with Rabbi Shlomo Katz, not only are we here with him, but we're also, for the first time, inside the new Shirat David Synagogue Center here in beautiful Efrat, Judea, overlooking Jerusalem and Bethlehem, Bethlehem. And, and we're in the bare-bones room, right? This room is going to be one day soon full with books, and in your name, and the telephone with a lot of buttons. And, and, at, but here we are at, at ground zero of the new shul. We talked about it a few weeks yeah. ago, that it's getting built, that it's getting finalized. Here it is. We're sitting yeah, inside of it. Yeah, that's right. That's right. When we sat last time, we were talking about, it's coming, folks. It's coming. And now and now we're here. Now that's we're right. in it. I love it. And, and right now we're sitting here. You have uh, just one desk. 
and and a few a few chairs and there's no books there's nothing yet and nothing. I was I was even surprised that there was electricity in the wall uh, but it's so fun to be on the ground floor this feeling of birth rebirth of the Jewish people here it is and it's so visceral right now for me in this room to 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 see something kind of coming out of the ground something reborn and is it a coincidence that we're also here uh, on the eve of Yom HaShoah yeah it's like the the commemoration of an end of one world, and here we are in this office, the, the beginnings of the of the new world, uh, and alt noy, old and new, reborn, and at the same new, but at the same time old. So first thing, congratulations. Thank you so much, Yishai. Thank you. It's a, it's a privilege to have you here. And as you just you know, as you're speaking about the alt noy, it's like wow, that's a dagger because that's exactly it. This is where we're at. Um, you can hear, you, I mean, I feel, I smell the 6 million Jews. I smell mm. the 24,000 soldiers and everyone that's lost their life to be here uh, within every brick, every wall, every window. I mean, actually, crazily enough, this office is dedicated in memory of my childhood best friend, Sergeant Ari Weiss, mm. who, was, uh, who was killed in Nablus in September of 2002. My childhood best friend, his parents dedicated this room in his memory mm. down the floor over here we have the mikvah the uh ritual bath the immersion where we, we you know the purification the purifying ritual bath uh that we're going to be using hopefully every single day i'll, I'll give you a look afterwards yes and that's in memory of Is our dear friend ready? ari fold not yet the water there's water in the outer bore outer uh -huh. hole but we're going to be filling up the bath in the next few weeks so mm. this place is uh is 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 alt noy. Mm -hmm. I've known you for many years, but I've never seen you so excited, so turned on, and and it's a, it's really a privilege to be literally on the ground floor. Literally, here we are <laughs> on the ground floor. Uh, awesome. Uh, Yom Hashoah is coming. Uh, Malka and I on the previous half discussed uh, Yom Hashoah, and at the same time the Iranian threat, which is like old, no, old Yom Hashoah efforts to make <laughs> a new Yom Hashoah, and yeah. then and then the chocolate crisis, Salmonella invading Israelis chocolate. So we had a lot of things on our plate, uh, but at the same time, it's also uh, it's also a pinnacle Torah portion filled with some of the most fundamental halachot. And uh, Rabbi Yitzchak Etchalom says of the these are one of the three parshiot. You know Rabbi Etchalom from Los Angeles, of course. You know what? I I only met him one time, but you should know I'm a big fan. Oh, good. Well, he's great. he's a guttle. God, he's huge. he's a guttle. Yeah. I don't know what he's doing in Los Angeles. I'm sure there's a story there, but he is a guttle. In any case, he says, you know, there's three pinnacle uh, halachic Torah portions. This is one of them. Uh, and it's all about how to be holy. Right. That's the name of it, be holy. Kedushim. Yeah. That's right, to be holy. And, and then the Ramban throws in and he says, yeah, you would have kind of known these things. It's about being holy in, in, it's about being separated or more holy in what is already given to you, what you're allowed to do. Like you can eat. How do you eat? How do you eat? You, you can have marital relations, but be careful how with that. You know, you, you can have, you can have old people in your society, but how do you treat them? So it's like another step. This is how to, how to stay holy. That's right. That's right, right? Yeah. Our commentators speak many, many well, not just about what you shouldn't do. That's not necessarily holiness. Right. That's just aligned with being in the right place. Being holy in a Jewish way is something completely different. It's, it's exactly the road you're taking us down, which is what in Hebrew they say, that which is already permissible to you. And uh, that's, that opens up the world to a completely new understanding of how to be holy today in 2022. Mm -hmm. 
Well, one of the things that probably as a rabbi of a community shul, uh, you have to deal with is children and raising of children. And interestingly, uh, there is this pasuk, Ish imo v'aviv tira'u, fear your mother and your father. Rashi says, fear your mother it comes first because that's not the natural tendency. Usually fear the father. Fear your mother and your father. And then it throws in, and keep, keep the Sabbaths. Uh, I feel like that has everything to do with the synagogue like this. It's like honor your father and your mother, the tradition, and keep the Sabbaths, right? This is when we gather here in, yeah. in the shul. So what, what do you think about that, Pasuk? I just recently learned, I think it was earlier this week, that, oh, the Lubavitcher Rebbe, the Lubavitcher Rebbe, I saw something that he said. This Pasuk is the framework for how things work in an orderly manner. Mm-hmm. Yeah, to be holy, but that's a very high expectation. But in what cons, like, God, what do I hold on to in order to be holy? Well, I'm going to give you your parents. I'm going to give you your parents, I'm going to give you people, and I'm going to give you time. And then I'm going to throw myself in there. So I'm going to give you personal re- relationships, which are very, which can be very difficult to make holy, as each of us have mommy and daddy issues, and I'm going to make that a commandment. And then et shabtotai tishmaro, the weekends are going to come, and you're going to want to be like, listen, I'm not going to desecrate anything, I just want to be peace out. No, 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 sanctify the times. Sanctify time. And then, obviously, space, which is God filling the whole world, Ani Hashem. So the Rebbe says it's the framework where within these three things, Hmm. parents, the Sabbath, and a relationship with God, everything can find its place. That's what I saw earlier this week. That's great. That's really great. Um, There's Now, the Torah portion is a litany list of tons of stuff, so I had to go out beforehand and kind of pick out what we would talk about. Um... But let's talk about this for a second, which is don't don't swear in my name falsely. Don't don't throw my name around too much. Don't don't use it falsely. Uh, I am. It doesn't say it, but implicitly, it's I am truth. I am truthful. Use your use your speech properly. The word in Hebrew for desecrate is a very interesting word. Because it can also mean empty. Mechilalta, mm-hmm. halal. Um, you know, there are a lot of people that speak about God and you see they're make it's like they're carrying empty words. Empty. There's nothing in what they're saying, but they use the G language, they use the God word, so they think they're holding rank. Mm-hmm. When in essence, those are people you have to be careful from the most because that's the most confusing. Listen, when someone comes to you in the name of evil and he speaks evil, it's not so confusing. When someone comes to you in the name of God and spews words of God knows what, in, in our region we, we suffer from that all the time, in the name of Allah, in the name of God, that's making empty, that's creating an empty space. That's the desecration of godliness. So I think that when there's a space to make God's name great and you don't, that's a chilul Hashem. That's, a, that, that's bringing emptiness, empty air into the room. But sometimes that's tricky, you know? Sometimes you're like, you know, it's like the word smurf, you know? Like you keep using it, using it. It's like, sometimes you're like, I want to tweet this out. I want to put in the name of God, but I'm afraid that if I overdo it, it'll start sounding too, uh, you know, preachy. Too preachy, yeah. We've, everyone, <laughs> anyone that's in the social media world is, is, has to be very sensitive to that. But when it, when t- when it begins to, um, uh, how would you say, when it begins to uh, make you neche, when it, when it makes you... Um, when it handicaps you, mm-hmm. then you know it's the other side really messing with you. If you have something that you really need to share, right? 
in the name of Hashem, in a loving, peaceful way, but you're thinking, how, you know, what is this guy going to think of me? Right. You already lost. So you have to have a lot of tremendous, what we call, help from above to know when to turn on your holy audacity. And, and at, at a certain point to trust the process. Uh, you're not an NBA <laughs> fan as much as I am, right? Or no. not at all, right? Well, when so, I was younger. <laughs> right. But who'd you have? The Knicks? What'd you have? Yeah, the Knicks. The yeah, Knicks. Yeah, I'm yeah. sorry. Right. I had the Lakers. I'm from LA. Right. I know success. Sorry. <laughs> but there's a team in Philadelphia called the Sixers, the 76ers. And they're going through a rebuilding process, which has been going on for quite some time. And the motto that the, that the whole franchise put out was, trust the process. A, a, a Jew that's speaking from his heart through the rhythm of Torah because they know that they really love um, the people of Israel has to trust the process the Torah already prescribed, knowing that it's not about them, but it's about the word of God. And once, once it's not about you, begin to share. As long as it's about you, you may, you may make God's name seem completely empty. I, I like that term, trust the process, especially since we, we were starting the show saying, uh, you know, we got Holocaust Remembrance Day, and then we got this new shul. It's a, it's a, it's a process. It's a long process. Oh boy, I, I didn't want to get into this too much because I talked about it in the last two weeks. But, but I've really come to believe that the word kiddoshim, or kadosh in general, actually has another meaning, a hidden meaning, which is eternity. Be eternal, because I'm eternal. Plug into eternal laws. And you will stay eternal as a peoplehood if you keep these holy laws. I never heard that before. That's beautiful. And, and therefore, it's a, and that's the process. If you stick with me, and sometimes you hear people say, you say, sometimes I, I saw somebody tweeted on one of my tweets, and he says, he was ripping me a little bit. And he was saying, you Zionist folks are t- not enough into Torah. Don't you know that the Torah will you know, save you. And that's the real victory of the Jewish people. That's the real eternity. I wanted to say to him, yeah, no, you're right. Like, don't think I don't, I don't, I don't disagree with you for a second, but there is also at the same time what we have to do in our time. But in any case, back to, back to the idea, trust the process. The process is long. The process of the Jewish people is long. (laughs) And we're just one piece of it. Right. But I think we're, it's pretty safe to say we are the quintessential piece. Why do you, why do you think that we were lucky enough to be born in this time? Oh, I'll never know. I think about it all the time. I really do. My listen. My grandmother, my father's mother, jumped off the train on the way to Auschwitz. Mm. Why did she have to say goodbye to her mother and sisters in a tiny little cattle car that ended up in 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 the gas chambers, hi, hiding in a church afterwards for a few years at the age of eighteen, nineteen, and yet her great grandchildren get to be born in Yerushalayim? Why? That's an amazing story. That's an amazing story. Okay, so we have this great time that we're living in, and yet we are filled with pettiness oftentimes, as you can see, by the way, in Israeli politics, which I think is oftentimes pettier than the great time that we're living in. We live in a time where we, kina, tava, kavod, we have jealousies, we have, we have uh, lo- desires that are kind of lustful and, and also petty and selfish, uh, and... and self-honor and then the Torah comes out and he says and he says maybe maybe according to Rabbi Kiva here central psukim of the whole Torah do not hate your brother in your heart like give him give him tochacha give them rebuke rebuke uh, a rebuke that's heard don't carry sin uh, uh, in your heart or about them 
לא תיקום, do not avenge, ולא תיטור, take revenge, את בני עמך, your, your, fellow, your fellow nation, ואהבת לרעך כמוך, love your brother as yourself, אני השם, I am God. Rabbi Kiva says, this is the central verse in the Torah, love your neighbors yourself. Right. Interesting that the word, the word re'acha uh, is translated as neighbor. So let me ask you something, Yishai. What was the address you grew up on in the States, in Jersey? Sean Court. What number? 17. 17. Love thy neighbor. Is the Torah telling you you have to love whoever lived on Sean Court 19 and 15? And the answer is yes. What do you mean yes? That's so cheesy. The Torah, why does Rabbi Akiva say the whole Torah is based on this statement? Because as much as it's beautiful and it's wonderful to love the world, that's a great aspiration. What is it all based on? Can you love whoever is your neighbor at any given moment? Whoever is your neighbor at any given moment, that's all the Torah expects you to love. Now you and I are sitting here in an office in Efrat and a shul. We would love to say, no, no, we're going through the whole thing. Am Yisrael, everybody, the whole nation of Israel and the, all the people of the world. It's a beautiful aspiration. It's not, what the to- it's not what's written over here. So in this case, it really, even though re'acha means friend, like re'a, the translation coming to tell us is your, your neighbor is, I think, the, I think that puts everything into the right perspective. Can you love whoever is next to you at any given moment? Mm-hmm. At any given moment, whoever's your neighbor. Because if, if that's how you live your life, then Rabbi Akiva, now you understand what Rabbi Akiva is saying, this is what the whole Torah is all about. Mm-hmm. When, when you tell a child... Don't do that because you wouldn't want somebody to do that to you. And you even, or maybe at, inverse that and say, if you do that, that kind of bad energy, that will happen to you. Right. It, my, Rabbi Mike Ford doesn't like it when I use the word karma, but I think it's, it's mm-hmm. karmic. Um, I think it's a very powerful lesson. Again, trust the process. There's a process in this world. There's a boomerang. There's a power in this world. Right. You do something, it comes back to you. You do good, you send out good, broadcast good, comes back to you good. You do bad, it comes back to you in the same way. The Torah is replete with midah keneged midah, zelu madzah, tons of that. That's right. And, and when you teach that, it's almost like you teach that, that the world is created with a system. Mm-hmm. There's, a, there's, a, there's a universal system that, that's out there and if you, if you do bad, it comes back to you. Do good, it comes back to you good. And maybe, maybe that's what this Pasuk is saying here. I think, I think the ending of the Pasuk tells us so exactly. Ani Hashem. Like, yeah, yeah, I'm right there. That's... I'm, I am the process. Why? Well, Ani Hashem, it's, it's, it's me that really is, is the center of this. So I also don't love the word karma only because of, I don't know why. Anyway. <laughs> okay, two rabbis are against it. I'm going to have to drop it now. <laughs> no, 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 I don't know. Is it too new agey? I don't know what it is, but the Torah is filled with it. So it is like, you know, the famous story when the convert came to, was it Hillel or Shammai? Hillel. Hillel said to Whatever is hated on you, don't do to someone else. That's the whole Torah. Right. Because it, it, it does boomerang. But if we know that's true with pain, there's also something that's called or chazer, light. That when you give out light, now even if we can't see it, that's where, that's where faith comes in. It says, even if I can't see that the light is boomeranging back at me, mm-hmm. I trust the process. And I know that it's on its way. Even if I don't feel it yet, it is, it is on its way. We're living for our children. Even if it's not by me, it's like, did my grandmother see the boomerang shining light coming back to her? Well, we hope she sees it now. That's all we, we want to believe She that. trusted the process. Right, right. Um, yeah. Um, 
Yes. <laughs> Grandma. Grandma. It's, it's heavy stuff. It is. It is heavy it's stuff. It's heavy stuff. And that's, that's what Yom HaShoah is supposed to be about. It's supposed to be heavy stuff. And we're supposed to remember. We're supposed to look at it. We're supposed to look right into it. Yeah. Um, it is, it is mind-blowing that it's always around here. Parsha Kedosh, like the... It's unbelievable because the the famous prayer we have is Mamalot Kedoshimu Teorim. Like, right. I mean, anyone that's in Israel right now, I've, people like to say, this is the week where you become Israeli. I don't like that statement. I say, this is the week you become Jewish. Jewish. To go through Yom HaShoah and next week Yom HaZikaron, it's not becoming Israeli. Saying it's an Israeli thing kind of excludes mo- a, a, a chunk of the people of Israel. It's the week you become Jewish. Mm-hmm. And I really feel that. And, and Jews have to become holy. But there is something to being Israeli. There is something to it. Like, for example, I always tell yeshiva kids, and I, not, not, not many have taken me up on this, but I always tell the rabbis, I know many rabbis of yeshivas, I always say to them, take them shooting. Take them shooting. Just go to Caliber 3 and have a shooting day because something happens when you go shooting for the day. Like, you're like, oh, I, I'm a defender. I'm a warrior. Right. Yeah. And it, it takes you out of Teaneck. It takes you out of Teaneck, and God bless Teaneck, but it takes you out of Teaneck, and it puts you into a completely different, you know, frame of mind. The same thing with with Yom Hazikaron and, and Yom Hashoah and 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 uh, Yom Atzmut. You're like you get feelings that yeah. you don't get in Teaneck. That is true. You don't get those feelings. You don't get to get those That's feelings. True. They don't. Uh-huh. Maybe they do it a little bit. I remember Yeshiva University. We tried to do it. We did. We did yearn to do it. Is that an ice cream truck I hear outside? <laughs> Is that? <laughs> Sounds like an ice cream truck. Yeah. <laughs> I was just taken back to my childhood at 17 Sean Court. All right. Uh, let's keep going. Um, okay. Here's, here's one I really like. Here's one I like. Keep my immutable laws, my chakika laws. Immutable. Laws. Yeah. I've been looking for a good one. Yeah. Okay, yeah. good. Thank yeah. you. Laws that are chiseled in. They're not moving. They're not, they're not here to, for you to figure out. That's, by the way, Rabbi Shalom. He Very explains nice. That. Yeah. Very nice. Uh, so, okay, keep my immutable laws. Don't try to mix breeds, hybrid your, your animals, your, 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 uh, your cattle. Don't mix uh, species in your field. And these clothes of wool and linen, a mixture... Can I go up on you? Somebody was telling me that Shatnez was like a dead mitzvah until like the 80s. Some rabbi in like Muncie, New York was like, oh my gosh, this is a big thing. And he started creating this Shatnez oh, really? free lab. Really? Oh, and like it became that. a thing. Like he, he brought it out of nowhere. Okay, wow. Remember? And he, they would, you would send your sure, jackets in sure, and then you would get sure, a return Shatnez sure. free. Uh, so, so God's like, listen, you got to keep my laws. And here's the deal. I want you to be careful with mixtures. You should, I'm just be, warning you, it's 2022. Right. Okay, I'm just, okay, just as long as we're, we're, we're clear that we may not be PC right now. Right, okay. exactly. Okay, okay. And he says, and that's why he starts off with, that's why, that's why he starts with the, with, with, uh, with the words, Right, like, like yeah. there may come a time where you may say this, it will not be cool. You will, you will be, and recently, you yourself, I don't want to get too deeply into it, you yourself were, were, a group, were part of a group of rabbis that had to send a letter, 15 rabbis, had to send a letter to a head of a city who was asking questions about how the city should um, relate to the LGBT community, and there was a signaling there that there's more acceptance of this, and you were one of the signatories on a... Fierce letter, loving, 
loving, respectful, loving towards people who are in the LGBT mindset, world, whatever you want to call it, uh, and yet with serious pushback. It was not a PC letter. No. Uh, but I myself and Malkai as well were very proud. We were very proud, and we let all our rabbis know that we stand with them because they took a brave step into non-PC you world. You did. You uh, gave me a lot of koach. You and, Mal- and Malka reached out also. You gave me a lot of koach. She told me. She says to me, these rabbis are under fire right now. Not everybody's going to be behind them. It was a defining moment of let's understand kilayim. Let's understand this is a very good thing. Let's understand what this is all about. Um, lo- loving and accepting everyone is not kilayim. Right. You have to love and accept everyone. That, that's, don't get confused. Changing a chok, changing et chukotai tishmoru, in what do you call it? Immutable, immutable, immutable law for the sake of saying that's true love has been the downfall of modern Western society in this last century and a half, uh, but really the last half century, um, meaning the last 50. It, it's... Why do why should I why should I stop? Why should I stop a chok? Why should I stop? Why do I have to change God's laws in order to love someone? I don't. I don't, but it takes wisdom. And it also takes very much um a sense of being very shalem, complete inside yourself, knowing I really do love people. I love them enough to not care what they think about me. Mm-hmm. And we're we're living it now. It's a very deep situation that we're still in but there's actually it brought out a tremendous unity amongst the uh more it's now it's already more than 15 rabbis we met with the chief rabbi two nights ago and it's going to be very interesting but as long as it's that with with the with the toda'a, how do you say that with the consciousness um, with the consciousness Awareness. that this is all love and nothing nothing else right if there's an ounce of that it's not so much love but there's like personal vengeance or whatever now nah, then right. st- stay away don't speak don't don't alti shavu Don't speak in God's name right. when you're not sure it's coming out of love. Right. Yeah. You that's what you just said. Now is 100 percent correct. It's also part of your world view and part of your the personality, not only your inner personality but the public persona. But from a different perspective, so I'm only saying that in order to not put words into your mouth and to put them to my mouth. I also think that there are times where you can be made aware of the war against God, the war against classic values, the erosion through these type of things. And so therefore, sometimes you have to like, we're not talking about love now, we're talking about la'amod ba'pirza, like to hold on and to say, hey, I know what this is about. This is trying to erode my classic values. I know where this leads, and this leads to the undermining of my synagogue, of my community, of my culture, of my peoplehood. And God's like, be careful. This could be. This could come on upon you. This this war of kilaim, mm-hmm. and you got to stand against that. Uh, I I think to myself, the Greco-Roman period was surely like this, if not even more. Hmm. That's right. You had mentioned to me when we spoke, and it's true. But but Yisha, even that, on un, the underlying theme, there is. Well, I love the word of God. Mm-hmm. Meaning, yeah, I have to stand firm. I have to be very clear. But even that has to be loving from, from a root of love. That's what I mean. Very good point. Uh, speaking of love, <laughs> I, was, I was in the mikvah. <laughs> speaking of love, I was in the mikvah. Wow. Is, is this the most non-PC uh, show you've done? Uh, you know, that, you know that, that's why people listen. They, they want to have a good time. <laughs> anyway, listen to this. I'm in the mikvah. Speaking of- <laughs> and I, 
I'm going around about my business really and somehow my eye catches that the guy showering next to me had a tattoo of the Ten Commandments on his left shoulder. Oh my okay? gosh. It wasn't the words, it didn't have the words of It of, was Michelangelo. No, it was it was the Ten Commandments in the Ten Commandments, you know, in the two right. tablets. But it just said Alf Bed Gimel Dalit Hey Vavzan Khay Tad Okay. It didn't have the Psukim. No, it didn't have the phrases. Okay. But he had it on his upper left shoulder. And it was just in the beginning of Sphira. I'm like, baby, I'm going all the way to Shavuot. Okay, uh, I felt I felt the Ten Commandments. Now at the same time, so so this guy's got the Ten Commandments on his left shoulder. <clears throat> at the same time, the Torah says clearly, "Ktovet kaka lo titnu bachem ani Hashem." Right. Yeah. Actually, actually, it starts off interesting. It says "viseret lenefesh," yeah. which is like like making cuts, Ra- like razoring your soul. Yeah. Right. Right. But usually, what it means is. Somebody died, and you and you start to, to beat yourself. And there are religions that actually do that. Sure. Don't do that. And I think from another place we understand: don't take death overly harshly. Right. Somebody, even a beloved one's death. At the end, we believe in Hashem. We believe in an afterlife. Don't in this world <clears throat> give in to that energy. And also in general, Jewish people don't believe in death too much. Uktovet kaka lo titnu. But don't don't make a don't make a, a tattoo. Right. Don't make a tattoo. It's an old it's an old issue. Right. Tattoos are in some ways back. You see more and more tattoos. So why is the Torah like no tattoo? Even even the Ten Commandments to tattoo, which is laudable. Yeah. And I and I actually have a friend who's a good buddy of mine who's listening to the show right now who needs a little bit of a refuah shlema. My friend Miriam needs a refuah shlema, and she's got some tattoos. Some of them that I think need to get covered up before she goes to the bathroom. <laughs> uh, but in any case. So so, but why not? Why not tattoo? It's one of the it's one of the things that I think like right before the Mashiach Messiah is coming, this is going to be have to be a, a there's going to be a big beerur about tattoos, big clarification, like because you do see it more and more and more. What's a tattoo? I think I don't have one, but if I I was once at a Shabbos table where, where the theme was a singles Sabbath meal Friday night Upper West Side. New York. I'm, sure. Uh, years ago, I was there before I was married, and the theme was: if you could get a tattoo of anyone, who would it be? Oh, of a person. Yeah. Yeah. What, like their name or their, or their actual image? image. Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. So uh, there were a lot of interesting comments. Um, I actually said Scott Bale for some reason. I don't know. <laughs> whatever. I'm a kid of the '80s, you know, Charles right. and Charles and sure. Chachi and you know, whatever. Tattoo is uh, uh, hi. Here's what I believe in. Right. Hi. Here's my. He, he, here's something I want to scream. Mm. Even if I don't want you to hear it, I want to. I want to hear it. I want to scream. So it's. It's a. It's a. It's coming. It's. I think it's rooted in a very deep and beautiful place. I want to scream something. I'm gonna scream it so loud that there's no way that you're not gonna wreck that. That it'll be uh, uh, unnoticeable. But the, so the Torah is saying. Like, listen, you can't do that because if you tap into your own soul, you'll see it's all there. Anything you'll ever need to scream mm. is found in the Torah within your own soul. Now, now, so then, why not then, you know, do it on your own body? Because we're all pikdonot. We're all um, how do you say pikdonot? Mm. Deposits, right? Like you said before, Torah is very big on making death not eternal. Our bodies are the same exact thing. So if this isn't really ours. So who who are we to we're here to to pamper it to respect it to to make sure it's just you know taken care of. I think that's I think that's what the Torah is telling us. Like, don't believe in the sheker and the lie mm. of time. Mm. 
I like that very much. I, I maybe maybe just a thought came to me that like don't lock yourself into the thing that you're thinking about at that time. That's a very deep one, and that's something that. Thank you for reminding me because many people that I know, they don't regret necessarily that they have a tattoo. They regret what the tattoo was because that's they locked themselves in. I once saw a guy, I couldn't believe this, a guy, I was at a concert and some guy comes and sits next to me. I'm about to go up and play and I see he has a tattoo of a, of a name of a girl named Shirley on his arm. I'm like, is Shirley, like, is Shirley your mother? He's like, he's like, no, it's my ex-girlfriend. I was like, well, when, when did you guys break up? He said, last week. I said, when did you get this? He said, two weeks ago. <laughs> I'm like, okay, listen. I mean, what you do for love, right? Everything's... Right. Aval, yeah, people change. Mm-hmm. You have to be open for that too. Right, that's right. People that's right. change. Okay, uh, another thing that people want, we're talking about the, the screaming out the present and not being locked into the present because tomorrow's, today's present is tomorrow's past. Similarly, there is a deep-rooted yearning in a human being to know the future, to know the future. And in this Parsha, in I think three different ways, it just says, stay away from that. And here's one of the verses. Mm-hmm. The soul that, that turns towards, the person that turns towards these fortune tellers, fortune tellers, knowers. These are people soothsayers. These are people who, you know, sp- you know, spit out bones or chicken bones or, or, or all kinds of stuff like that. Uh, all kinds of future telling Ouija boards and all that. Liznot him, interestingly enough, to 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 lust or uh, to to. Uh, there's an illicit mention there. Liznot him. To go after them in an illicent fashion, I'm going to give my face in that in that soul. In this case, there's this is not the good face. This is the wait, wait, wait. <laughs> this is the burning face. This is the uh, Indiana Jones thing that you're not supposed to look at. It's right. God's anger. I will I will delete him uh, from from amongst this peoplehood. And there's other places in this very Torah portion that says it in different ways, including the very last verse. It's like, don't go towards future seekers. That is connected to a little bit previous where it says, honor the old folks in your mm, society. That's right. Okay? A gray-haired person, not me. Uh, <laughs> before a gray-haired person, you should rise. Honor the face of the old man person. Right. Fear God. I am Hashem. Meaning to say, if you're going to look anywhere, I want you to look to the past. Look to the wisdom that's amassed. Don't look towards the fake, created, you know, future that nobody knows. Look towards the people that actually went through, speaking of Holocaust. Because it's, a, lo- it's a lust. Rabbi Nachman has a great, Rabbi Nachman has a great um, parable where he says, you know, the Yetzirah, the evil inclination, is basically someone that's like holding something uh, in his hand, a closed fist, and he's, wa- he's waving it in front of your face all the time, right? Mm. And then eventually at a certain point, maybe the end of your life, he's going to open it up and you'll see there's nothing there. Mm. Because we're, are, we lust over the unknown. So the unknown is the future. The past is, so to speak, known to me. God says, you think, you think it's known to you because you could see something? Yishai, oh Hashem, we know each other for many years. I think we both feel there's, there's much more to know about each other. Sure. Uh, and that's a beautiful thing. But if I run to the gut, to the okay, who else is here? Then what did I do with the, the with with what I have in front of me? And it's it is a lust. Mm. I have to tell you, I have to admit. Yeah, this is I don't know who's listening, but this, you said it's a talk between me and you. I, I this is a big Indian for me. This is a big Indian for me. I, I have to. 
maybe I don't know if it being a Kohen, I don't know what it is, but I have to constantly work on, um, you know, whatever will be, will be. That's not your, that's not why you came here. You came here to be present with what is right now and elevate it, hopefully, and, and elevate yourself with it. So I, I very much relate to this as being a very important principle of faith and a principle of, of my Jewish living. Yeah. I feel like you're not, actually. I just stop, I just as an observation. I feel like you're very much... Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, you know, it's all, it's all a matter of degrees, but I know what you mean. <clears throat> it's true that I, like... I think I think it's coming... Because you're like a remember the Lego movie? Did you see the Lego movie? It's like being a master builder. You're here you are you're building this thing and you're probably thinking to yourself and you're and you're also an author and, and also a, a musician. It's like when you start with the note comes to your head, you probably want it to be finished. You want that, that song to come out fully, to be chiseled fully, like the famous Michelangelo phrase. Very famous, very beautiful phrase, I think brilliant phrase, which is I chiseled until the angel was set free, you know. Like, like you want it to become to fruition, to completion. I too, like when I'm working on a project, I'm like, oh, I just want that thing to yeah. happen. And there's frustration when it's not yet yeah. done. Yeah. It's an imperfect. Yeah. But that also comes from a good place. It comes from a, from a place of wanting, knowing that there's a godel there's a great time and there's opportunity. And we want to milk it. There's something, right. uh, there's something I want to do it. But there's a difference between that and being like, like, like give me the future. Give, give me the, right, right. Describe to me exactly what it's going to look Right, right. And it's irrelevant. It, it it's also it also is is a is a fallen fruit of the it's dad. It's like I want to I want to be God. I want to know what the future is. Give it to me. Yeah, it's snaky. And but it but it wraps itself up in a very holy uh <laughs> envelope. Like, hey, no no, you want for the sake of everyone else, you want to know exactly what it's gonna be like. <laughs> it's a snaky move. <laughs> Mama. So we'll finish up with one more verse. Um and and again, folks, uh, I really I really want to recommend that people dedicate the time for this week's Torah portion. Dedicate it on Shabbat. Dedicate it with your kids. Go through it. Challenge your kids. Read to them these verses. Ask them what they think. <clears throat> Get them to start thinking about these verses because just saying these things and having them uh, 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 kind of bounce around the mind is incredibly healthy. <clears throat> Sorry about the um, stuff in the throat, but I didn't I didn't consult the soothsayer to know that was going to be a problem. Uh, let's go to one of these, uh, one of the end verses of the Torah portion, um, and and it's it's an interesting verse. I like it a lot. Uh, sometimes I imagine like the verse of the day. I wish there was the the verse. I wish I could compile all the verses that I love, and this this verse will be like over. You no, know, there head. was that every night, and the, uh, when there was just one channel here in Israel, it was called Psukoshel Yom. Oh, that's you remember right. that? Sure. It, the oh day gosh, would end with Psukoshel yeah. Yom. Yeah, that was a beautiful thing. Yeah. You're right. And there was a guy, he would read it like, the Omara, was course. that him? I, uh, Dani no. Pe'er. Right. The Omara like exactly. that, right? So anyway, the verse is a chapter, we're in the book of, if I didn't say it before, Torah portion of Kedoshim, book of Vayikra, Leviticus, chapter 20, verse 24. V'omar lachem, I said to you, atem tirshu adamatam. You'll inherit their land. I'll give it to you. So it's not that you'll just fight for it. I'll also give it to you. To inherit it. A land flowing with milk and honey. I am Hashem your God. I, I separated you from the Gentiles. I want to tell you an amazing thing that happened yesterday. Please. Yesterday I had to go talk with the great Tzipi Shlissel, an incredible woman in Hebron, author, guide, mother of a lot of kids uh, and also 
granddaughter of a survivor of the Hebron massacre in 1929 and daughter of a, of, of a rabbi uh, a rabbi that was murdered, uh, Shlomo Ra'anan, who was murdered in Hebron, and she came back to Hebron to raise her family there. Her husband's the head of the kolel. And her, and her father was the great-grandson of the Rav Cook. That's right. That's so right. she knows Rav Cook. It's in her blood. It's in the... It's, it's, so she opened up a book yesterday for me of, a, of one of the Rav Cook's students, and she said, and I asked her, why are there so many machlokot in Am Yisrael? So she says, watch this. She opens up this book, and he says that this is what Rav Cook told him. Listen to this. I, I was blown away. He says, the reason Am Yisrael has so many machlokot, has so many uh, tensions and divisions and, and, and conflicts in Eretz Yisrael, it's because we don't control the whole land of Israel. Since the land of Israel, is, is, its soul is bound up with the soul of Jewish people, if we don't have full control of the land of Israel, it causes machlokot inside of us. Be- because we don't control all of Hebron or whatever it is, because of that, there's like part of our soul is trapped in wow. other th- other people's control. It causes fights amongst the Jews. Wow, what? Wow, I have to see this. I, 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 I took Please. a picture of it. I took, I took a picture wow. of it. I give it to. I know. I was blown away. I didn't. Wow. I didn't. I didn't even know what to make of it, frankly. I, and and I think it's something to do here in this verse, which is I gave you this land. I separate. I I gave it to you. I gave it to you to inherit it. You will inherit it. I separated you from the other nations. It's a land of milk and honey. This is, this is um, everything every Jew in the world needs to hear. But it's, you know what? Forget about the world right now. It's, it's what us Jews here in the land need to hear. This, it's, it's, the Baal Shem Tov once said, God is either everything or he's nothing, meaning in your perception. Mm-hmm. It's not like God is just a little bit this, and a, but he's not that. He's either everything or he's nothing. And this, a lot of my friends don't agree with me, but it's okay. The land is either fully ours or it's not. What's so sad is that that's not a right-wing fanatic statement. That's just a basic bare-bones understanding of what the Torah is telling us. And it puts us in a very difficult situation of having to really love the world enough to not care what they think about you with, with saying that and going for that. Mm-hmm. And any time that I still think that I can get to the world to like me in another way, what did a great rabbi once say? I'd rather have, what did he say, an Israel that's hated by the world than an Auschwitz that's loved by the world? Mm. Come on. That's strong stuff. Come on. Strong stuff. That brings it all together <clears throat> with Yom, Yom, uh, Yom, uh, Yom, Yom Shoah, Israel Holocaust Memorial Day. And here, this bare-bones synagogue but a beautiful building, uh, a structure that is being now filled uh, with the love that you talked about, uh, with the knowledge and with the dreams and the hopes of 2,000 years of Jewish exile, the vision of, of the Third Temple. It's, it's coming to fruition in our time. We're living that. We, we got to hold both things. We got to oh, hold yeah. both things. We got to hold that, that painful past and the good things of the past. And at the same time, the yearning for the future without it being delivered to us on a, on a platter. It, it's all there. It's in process. <clears throat> and indeed, we have to trust the process. Rabbi Shlomo Katz, thank you so much. Thanks, Yisha. It's so good being together. All right, folks. More great stuff is on the way. Sorry about my voice a little bit there. Uh, but lots of love and lots of blessings from Judea, from the land of blessings, from Yerushalayim, from Hebron, from Beit Lechem, from this good, good land. Sending you blessings wherever you are. Lots of love. Stay tuned. Stay connected. Be part of the show. Write me an email. Yisha, Yisha, More great stuff is on the way. Thank you, Hashem, for everything. And Shalom.
Enhance your faith, deepen your understanding, align your destiny with the Land of Israel. Subscribe to the Land of Israel Fellowship, an exclusive virtual seminar led by Jeremy Gimpel and Ari Abramowitz with live weekly interactive sessions and ongoing personal mentorship. Subscribe and join this global awakening at thelandofisrael.com slash fellowship. Bringing the Torah from Judea to the world.